Praise God today. Everybody got the victory in here? Amen. Thanking God for His goodness, His mercy and grace. Let's just lift our hands and thank God one more time for the Word that will go forth today. And Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We lift up the name of Jesus only and lift His name higher in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that every heart will be touched. Minds will be illuminated. Spirits will be lifted up, and uh, and um, we thank you for faith and joy and peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Open your Bibles, if you would, to um, Judges. Can you believe we're going all the way back to Judges? We're going to judge some people today. All right. Christians have always enjoyed that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's terrible, isn't it? That we have a reputation. Now, they'll judge you in a heartbeat, you know. <laughs> well, we got to be careful of judging people. You know, the Bible tells us that um, however we're judged, we judge others. That's how we'll be judged. So we want to tread lightly in that department, don't we? Amen. If you look at, uh, again, the book of Judges and the first chapter, the first verse. And we're going to talk about some more on the power of praise. And uh, the Bible talks about if you want to win the battle, we used to sing a little song. If you want to win the battle, send Judah first. Amen. Judah repres- and Judah means praise and, and representing praising God. Uh, in the earth. Amen. And uh, somebody said one time, if you're going to run at the giant, you, you need to be speaking. <laughs> you don't run silent. Amen. You run threatening him and telling him, what did David say to Goliath? He said, this day, uh, I'm going to take your head off, which is a good thing because that's the thing doing all the talking. He said, I'm going to cut your head off, and then I'm going to feed your carcass to the fowls of the uh, air and the and uh, 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 the bird, the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field. And that's exactly what happened. And, uh, you know, I believe, too, and know that when the children of Israel were marching around uh, the walls of Jericho, they weren't just on, uh, like, the Bataan Death March, you know, just quietly walking around in circles with their heads down like they're in some dirge. But uh, they were praising the Lord and, and uh, declaring the victory uh, of their God over this enemy. Amen? Yeah. And taking what the promise, uh, part of the promised land, taking what God had promised them, belonged to them. Amen? And so uh, that's we need to follow that. Uh, example. Now, you know, we live by the New Testament. We live by the New Covenant. Uh, the Bible says that we have a new covenant based on uh, new and better provisions or promises and uh, a new sacrifice that's a better sacrifice. Amen. How many believe that the blood of Jesus is higher value than the blood of bulls and goats? Amen. And so we live in the new covenant. We're not trying to go back in the old and, 
and relive that in some way or practice the law. And a lot of people get that confused in their mind because it's like, well, here it is in the Bible. Oh, my, printed in, you know, in good commercial black ink. Surely it's true. Well, it is true, but you got to realize who he's talking to, what it's about. Is that for us today or is that something that was from another time? But the good thing about the Old Covenant is we can learn faith from it and learn what a covenant relationship can look like with God as our covenant partner. Amen. And so whatever God did for the children of Israel, He's going to do for us uh, but it's even better because it's, a, a, again, a better covenant based on better uh, sacrifice and better promises. Amen? So we take what we can from the old covenant and we apply it to our lives to help us in our relationship with God. Now, it does you know, we almost have this attitude that there's always a problem in our relationship with God, that we're just kind of always a big, huge disappointment and no matter how hard we try, he just kind of shakes his head like, will you ever make it, you know. But uh, that's that's unfortunate that that's been presented uh, through the centuries as, as you know, our, what our relationship looks like. But praise God, uh, he, uh, in, in righteousness and in grace, he looks at us um, as though sin was never a part of the equation. Amen. It is so dealt with, perfectly dealt with. You know, we talk about Jesus' final words on the cross, and the Greek is tetelestai, which means it is finished. And that Greek word tetelestai, uh, still used today in Greek culture, uh, if, if a bill or something is stamped tetelestai, it means that it's as paid as it will ever be, and in a court of law, it cannot be uh, reintroduced. In other words, there could never be double jeopardy on that bill or that debt or that issue. Amen? And so our lives are stamped to Telestai, praise God, that we are living in the finished work of Christ. And so everything that we read in the Old Covenant needs to be uh, subjected, literally subjected and submitted to that fact. Praise God. And if you see something written like, you know, well, if you, conditional, a covenant is very conditional. If you obey this and do that and follow all this, then you get this blessing. Well, the thing is, uh, Paul wrote to the Romans, he said, you know, the, the old, the, um, the law, uh, is is there so that it shuts the mouths of everybody. In other words, nobody can say, I'm self-righteous and therefore accepted by God. I've made cleansed myself. Amen? So uh, the law condemns us all, but Jesus said, I have not come to destroy the law or the prophets, but to fulfill it, Amen. which meant bring it to a close, bring it to an ending, bring it to where the new administration of love and grace can rule and reign. Yes. Praise the Lord. Yes. So that's what we live in today. Uh, that being said, we can learn something from the behaviors of the children of Israel when they were walking in the favor of God and what God 
said about it. So here's the point. There's power in praise. And I'm telling you, there can be circumstances in life that you don't feel like praising. Uh, and uh, anybody ever been there? You don't feel like praising. You feel like sackcloth and ashes moment. You know, you feel like sitting in a corner with your lips poked out, feeling sorry for yourself. I'm sure no one here has ever done that, but you know people that might. <laughs> and, uh, and, and cry out, why does life have to be so hard? And, and this is a difficult time. And what are we doing wrong? And blah, 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 blah. And then the woulda, shoulda, coulda virus gets on you. And, uh, that one is bad. Well, if I, if I would have done this and not that, I shoulda, I woulda, I coulda, I shoulda, woulda, coulda. Speak it fast enough. You're maybe in other tongues with that. You know, I should, the shoulda, woulda, coulda, I see. In Jesus' name. But there's something else that we can do instead of that, and that is to go into the battles of life. How many know we kind of live in a battlefield? And the battles of life with our mouth open, praising God in advance for the victory that He has technically already won for us. So I don't know if this is going to help you today. I hope it does, but it's helping me. I'm helping, helping the pastor today. Judges 1. Now after the death of Joshua, it came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, Who shall go up for us against the Canaanites first to fight against them? And the Lord said, Judah, which means praise, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have delivered the land into his hand. Now notice this is the God, according to Romans 4.17, who calls those things that be not as though they were. He's already declaring the victory and the battle hasn't even been won. This is not like betting on the horses or something. You understand. This is a declaration. God's not hoping. God's not figuring it out. He's already declared it. He has seen the end from the beginning and he knows that it's done. And just all you got to do is go through the motions. Well, that blesses me. Amen. Oftentimes, you know, we're thinking, well, what's the answer going to be? Well, the answer is Jesus. Amen. And so that's what it's going to be. It's going to be Jesus. It's going to be a Jesus thing. Yeah. And the devil is such a liar. And he talks to our head all the time and he tells us, What's not going to be? You know, I was talking to Sister Ruby this morning. Praise God, we're so happy to have Sister Ruby back. The devil kind of ran her through the ringer, <laughs> attacked her body. And um, she said this morning when she, she came back to church, she said the devil told her, you'll never go back to that church. You'll never sit in there. You'll never worship with us again. That's what the devil said. But isn't it wonderful that we can mock him today? He is a liar, and she's living proof that he's a liar, because here she's sitting. So what happened to that prediction? See, 
so often we, the, how, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You'll have the most horrible, dark thoughts of what's not going to happen, what's going to happen. But praise God, we have victory in Christ. Amen. And if we just keep praising Him and worshiping Him and thanking Him for His blessings. And anyway, it says, the, uh, who shall go up first? Who shall go first? Uh, I love the word first. Who's going to go first? Uh, nope, uh, apparently people aren't volunteering, you know. You know, hoping you don't get called upon. And he, uh, and, uh, and it's like, I elect Judah. Yeah, I think he should go. He looks like he's a mighty man of valor. Uh, Judy shall go, Judah shall go, Judy. And Judy, Judah and Judy. Behold, I have delivered the land into his hand already, past tense, and the battle hasn't even been fought. And Judah said unto Simeon, his brother, come up with me. Oh, great. Thanks. Appreciate being asked. Into my lot that we might fight against the Canaanites, and I likewise will go with thee into thy lot. And so Simeon went with him. And Judah went up, and the Lord delivered the Canaanites and the Perizzites into their hand, whoever they are. They're not as famous as the Canaanites. Sort of the the opening band instead of the main attraction. And they slew of them in Bezek. 10,000 men, and then on and on, and more, more slaying of the enemy and, and victories. And again, you, you can see that if you want to win the battle, you send Judah first. You send praise in first. Amen. I'm telling you, I don't care what you're up against today. I don't care what has come against you or what uh, seems to be, you know, the issue. You need to be entering into your battles with praise. It's difficult to pray, to praise and complain at the same time. This is really bad. I'm telling you, we're, what we are going through this week is really the pits. It's really terrible. Well, that's what we want to say. You know, that's just kind of there, but. You can't do that and say praise God for deliverance at the same time. You just can't. You can't, you can't be double-minded really and get anywhere. So what, which do we choose? Well, we know that the mumble grumbles are not going to help it. It's not going to help our faith. It's not going to help our feelings even about it to say, well, this is really bad. This is the pits. Or you can begin to praise the Lord and thank Him and glorify Him. Amen. And um, you'll win the battle and you'll slay 10,000. Amen. Well, let's look quick uh, a couple of more verses. I won't keep you here all day. Because if you keep people too long, they won't come back. <laughs> Psalm 22.3. Let's look at that. Amen. And uh, just a quick verse there. The children of Israel, uh, David especially, 
praying. And he says, uh, says an interesting thing about God. He says, but thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our Father, now notice there's praise mentioned, and then the word trust. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. Don't you love the new, uh, the King James? They did, uh, you did deliver them. Now, notice that God inhabits the praises of Israel and inhabits the praises of people. In a way, we've got a better deal because he not only inhabits the praise, but he inhabits the people <laughs> by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Thank God for the new covenant. So, you know, don't feel like, well, I've got to be praising or God's not here. No, he's inside of you. His a- address is you. His address is me. Amen. He dwells in our heart. But there is something. We're talking about helping ourselves here today. There is something that it does for your soul, for your mind, for your feelings even. Can you believe Word of Faith people would talk about feelings? It's like the F word. You know, can't even say it. The F bomb in the faith church is is anything that starts with F. Except for faith. But, uh, feelings, you know, we've, we've just, we just been, have always felt like we can't even say anything about feelings because that's just the devil. But feelings are not the devil, folks. God has given us emotions. He's given us feelings. He's given us, you know, uh, how, how to be and how to feel and that kind of thing. It's just you can't let negative feelings rule the day. And so if you want to have a better feeling about it, there's some things you can do. You can get in the Word and read the truth about your case. You can praise the Lord and thank Him. Amen. I'm telling you, this is good stuff. This isn't grab bag today. This is an actual theme. O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. And then notice again, the fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and you did deliver them. They cried unto thee and were delivered. They trusted unto thee and were not confounded. Praise God. So there's something to this. I believe that you have to just keep reading, you know, the next couple of verses. And you begin to see that by... Uh, understanding that God inhabits the praises of His people, well, praise God, I'm going to start praising. I don't know about you, I've got some things that I'm dealing with in my life, and always will be, probably on some vein or another. <laughs> but um, I've got some things, you could ask Sister Ruby or others that's, that's received healings, and folks that's received financial blessings, and uh, you know, open doors of things. Praise God. Um, you know, we begin to praise the Lord and it, the chains begin to break. You can hear the chains breaking. You can hear the ropes, uh, disintegrating. Amen. And, uh, what, what was going on in the fiery furnace, you know, with the three Hebrew children where Jesus, the fourth man, was in the fire? What was going on? Well, I believe they were 
talking about the goodness of God. I don't think they were going over pork futures from the Chicago, you know, exchange, you know, over, over, you know, livestock or something. I believe they were talking about the goodness of God. I believe they were talking about the love of God and the mercy of God. Can you say amen? And, uh, and, uh, the, the only thing that burned up was the ropes and the bindings that they had. I don't believe that was like, uh, dollar store twine either. I think it was some heavy duty stuff these people had to bind them up and throw them in there. And, it, and that's the only thing that burned. And in fact, the smell of smoke was not on them. Their hair didn't singe. There wasn't any problem at all. Amen. And uh, there's something about, I, I've got some things, I don't know about you, but I've got some things. I need God on the scene. I need God on the scene. Somebody said, do you need the Holy Spirit to go to heaven? And a lady said, you need the Holy Spirit to go to Walmart. <laughs> I love that, don't you? You need the Holy Spirit to go to Kmart. <laughs> Amen. So God is, uh, we need the whole, we need God on the scene. Even if it seems like everything's going great, we need God on the scene. Because usually not being negative, it's just a matter of time before you're going to be challenged in your faith. Challenged and, 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 uh, and dared by the devil, you know. If thou be the Son of God, do this. If thou be healed, then run around. If thou be, you know, rich, then write a big check or whatever. And you're going, oh, I don't know if I can do that or not. And, and, and then you begin to question who you are. That's been the, the, the ploy of Satan from day one. He said to Eve, uh, hath God said that you are who you, you know, who he's made you to be? Yeah, that's what he said. He did, he did. It's true. I did see a footy tat, you know. I saw, it is true. And, and, and he's going, well, you know, you, no, there's, a, God left out something. There's a missing thing. You're always, and I'm telling you, religion has beat that drum. You're, there's so, always something you need, something you don't have, something you, you know, you gotta get the new anointing. You gotta figure out what it is first, then you gotta get it. And, uh, you know, only those who are at this one meeting are gonna be enlightened and all that kind of thing. That's the worst advertising I've ever heard for a meeting. You know, that's just manipulation and ridiculous. That's the meeting I purposely will not go to when they start saying stuff like that. Because that's just baloney. Amen. God will meet with you private by yourself when you need him. Amen. That is crazy. But uh praise God, Joe, there's always something missing. Well, you know, y'all worshiped but not to the higher levels of praise. What does that even mean? Well, you worship, but not with your whole heart, only half of it. And now you're the monitor. You know, you know, this person, you know, breathing that out, telling us why we can't be blessed today, because we didn't sing to the higher levels of praise, and we only worship with half our heart, not our whole heart. 
No, thank you. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm a new creature in Him. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. And you and your two-cent prophecy is not going to take that away. You gotta watch even the church in some quarters trying to take away what Christ has done for you. They'll tell you what you don't have. And I'm the only place you can get it. Of course, they're the one stop shopping for all things powerful. Well, that's gonna get some emails probably, but whatever it takes. You know, uh, Mr. Hurst said, that, uh, you know, bad publicity is better than none. But I don't know, that could go, <laughs> that could go bad. <laughs> Praise God. Psalm 22. Uh, again, reiterating that he inhabits the praises of Israel. And he inhabits our praise. Uh, you can't praise the Lord and not get God instantly. Uh, it, he's there. It isn't like he's coming from, you know, he's at CVS and he'll be there in 10 minutes. No, he, it, it's not like that. But the point is that it's more that we are conscious of his presence. It isn't that he comes and goes. But by praising him and lifting up the name and quoting the word and praise and making confessions, it isn't trying to get God on the scene to do something like he's 911. But it's our awareness of his presence that connects our hearts and our faith together with his power. And that moves mountains. So uh, Psalm 150, we're going to go there. Um, while we go there, uh, Psalm 150, verse 1, we're going to read the whole thing. We have uh, a quote, uh, uh, not verbatim quote, but the story of Dr. Lillian B. Yeomans, who was uh, a medical doctor, and her and her sister ran a healing home in Redondo Beach, California, uh, back at the... Uh, turn of the last century, <laughs> and uh, they um, they had about a five-bedroom house, I understand, like a Victorian, they called it a Victorian healing home, and they helped people five at a time to uh, that were just given up by medical science. They, they would get them healed, amen. amen. She later was uh, ran a healing school and healing class at Angelus Temple, in Los Angeles, uh, the pastor was uh, uh, Amy Simple McPherson. But um, Dr. Yeomans wrote some books on faith and prayer and healing. And um, one of the things that she says in that is that she had a vision. The Lord showed her a scales. Now, you know a scale uh, like you see uh, sometimes on a courthouse. They'll show uh, blind justice with the scale, you know, holding it up and... Um, uh, they'll, or you've been at a 
store, an old country store. You ever seen that? They'd have the scale there to measure the weight of the cantaloupe you're buying or something like that so to know how to charge you. And so if you've ever seen an old-fashioned scale like that, or maybe you had a decorative version, they literally work because you could take, you know, a five-pound uh, uh, weight and put it in there, and it's going to do what? It's going to go right to the table, isn't it? Or it's going to go right down unless you put something of equal weight on the other side. So you'd have to put like five pounds of potatoes or something over there to, to even it out. Well, anyway, um, whatever is the heaviest is the, is the most dense and the most valuable, especially when it comes to commodities like silver and gold and that kind of thing. And so anyway, she saw that and she saw prayer, like the word prayer and the prayers of the church and the prayers of the saints over on one side of one of those dishes in the scale. And it was heavy and down and up in the air with hardly any weight was praise. And she said, the Lord told him, said, most people, their problems, not their prayer life, it's their praise life. They're not praising as equally as they're praying. Well, that's because, you know, we've just been beat over the head, you know, for years, and it's rightfully so in some ways. Pray, 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 pray till you're, you know, pray until your, your tongue rolls out on the floor and across the carpet and slaps up against the door. And, you know, you, you go cross-eyed trying to, to pray enough. You go hoarse, blood comes out your throat from praying and uh you know it's never enough prayer so got to do hours of prayer you ever been by the uh the prayer people that want to time it you know now we're going to pray for eight hours and after about 12 minutes you're already looking at your watch you know and wondering how you're going to survive but um i i don't think god's got a timer in heaven it's 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 the prayer of faith, the prayer that connects that makes the difference. Amen. Not just time. Right. Putting in my time. Yeah. Well, that would be almost a, a heathen action. And the word mentions that is don't just do vain repetitions as the heathen does. Amen. Yeah. But at the same thank God for prayer. And we we need to have prayer teaching and prayer schools and prayer groups. And prayer seminars and prayer conferences. Doesn't that sound good? Yeah. But at the same time, we need to have times of praise. Yeah. And our, 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 however much time we're spending in praying, we really should spend that much time praising God for the answer yeah. that we've prayed. Amen. If we have a prayer of petition, a prayer of faith, a, a, a prayer, uh, as was mentioned in our prayer meeting this morning, a prayer for the conference that's coming up. We need to pray those words. We need to earnestly and uh, seek the Lord and pray those words. But at the same time, we need to spend some time praising Him, yeah. and clapping our hands and singing a song or two yeah. and thanking Him for what we've already prayed for. Amen. Amen. To say, Lord, I'm praising you. And, and sort of adjust that scale a little bit and bring that up too. Amen. So that we're really truly balanced in our heart. It's not that that balance affects God. Folks, our stuff isn't affecting God. But it's what God has done that's affecting us. Amen. All right. Praise God. Psalm 150. Let's 
read this. We'll be done. I hope I'm encouraging you. Now, don't just, don't just depend on the praise time at church for your praise life. We have a prayer life, don't we? If all you, if you just depended on the prayers at church, you, you wouldn't have enough. If you just depended on the praise at church, you're not going to have enough. Not to really put you over. Amen. So we need to be praising God in the church. I've seen people stand up, you know, you're trying to lead a song or something, and I've seen folks, you know, like this, on their phone, you know, counting squares on the ceiling, whatever. You want to hear a funny story about my father. My dad, you know, pastor, preacher, and teacher at Ramah and all that, my dad... My mother's in a service at Rama. Brother Hagen's conducting it. It's a powerful service. And my dad's looking up the ceiling like that. And she's thinking, he's seeing an angel. He's seeing Jesus or somebody. You know, I mean, something has, has you know, some spiritual enlightenment is occurring in my husband's life. And my mother kept looking at him. And, and he's just looking up there and whatever. And... uh she said, Doc, what are you seeing? He said, there's 16 light bulbs in this section right here over where we're sitting. That was his revelation. <laughs> Counting light bulbs. <laughs> and she chewed him out when they got home, you know. You're not very spiritual. We're supposed to be in the things of the Lord, and here you are counting light fixtures. He said, well, I just got interested in how many were there, you know. All right, Psalm 150. Praise ye the Lord. How about that for a command? Praise God in His sanctuary. His sanctuary is wherever you decide it is. Amen. This is a, a sanctuary of a type, a place set aside for the things of God. But you know what? You can make your car the sanctuary. You can make your house and every room in it, including the back porch and the garage, the sanctuary. And just every time you think of the Lord, just praise Him. Praise Him in there. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Well, I don't, I just don't feel like the Lord's doing anything in my life. All right, stick with that. Let us know how that goes. It says, praise him for his mighty acts. I believe he's doing mighty things in my life. How about you? Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Now, this is for all the people who believe that instruments are of the devil and should not be in the church. There's whole groups that are like that. God bless them. But I'm telling you, it's unscriptural. Here we have the instruction of the Lord to praise Him with instruments. Amen. And if you're a musician, you know that some, that you can tell when you're, when your playing of your instrument is praise to the Lord. Amen. And, uh, sometimes I'll just sit down at home and uh, Scarlett and I will get in our living room and I'll be, we have a piano and organ in there and, We'll begin to just play and sing and praise the Lord. 
And it just brings a power into our home. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. That would be kind of loud. You know, it's not, I don't see anything about a, a, a mute. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Well, we've got those here. The piano and organ and the guitar. Amen. Those are stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the quiet little tinkling cymbals. No, praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Amen. Let everything, what? Everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Well, you know, I mean, every now and then you run into somebody who gives their opinion that they don't think, well, they think, you know, well, a piano and organ's okay in the church, but you can't have a drum, or you can't have a guitar, or you can't have, you know, a, a saxophone or something else, and they've decided that that's of the devil. You know what we used to say in gospel music? I played the piano for a quartet and was on the road in the bus and the whole thing, you know. And uh, we used to, every now and then you'd hit one of those churches that didn't believe in instruments. Now, why they would book our group, I don't know. Because we, that's, you know, we depend on the music, the, the, the played music to sing the songs, you know, for the rhythm and everything as part of the song. Anyway, one, uh, one time our Head of our group got up and he said, in one of these places that doesn't believe in instruments, he said, you know, I've got proof positive that this whole denomination is going to miss the rapture. And they said, well, wh- why is that? And he says, because when Gabriel blows his trumpet, you're going to say that's the devil and refuse to go. <laughs> but God created instruments to be played to bring praise to the Lord. Amen? Well, that's a ridiculous joke. But, it, you know, we just, you know, any, it's amazing how many denominations and groups rise up and decide some part of the words not for us now. You know, they decide, well, worshiping God with instruments is not for us. That was some other, that was a old, old covenant. And then you, you, you hear somebody say that, uh, you know, being filled with the Holy Spirit is not for us. That was just for the day of Pentecost, and that's it's called cessation. In other words, it ceased to be. And so, why would you give up something such so blessed, so strong, so powerful? Amen. The Bible said that that we would be um, empowered by the Holy Spirit. You shall receive. Jesus said, "You shall receive power after that." The Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. Amen. Here in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and to the ends of the earth. Amen. So we need that empowerment. We need praise. We need noise. Amen. And uh, I've said some churches are like, uh, Brother Hagin used to say, well, you know, they say, well, you don't, you don't want to be careful. You don't want to get too wild. 
he said, well, I'd rather have a little wildfire than no fire. I'd rather have a little noise than the order of a cemetery. Usually pretty quiet place, the cemetery. Like I said, children are scared of cemeteries. I said, that's the safest place in town is the cemetery. It's the live people you have to watch out for. (laughs) Don't worry about dead ones. (laughs) They're already gone. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Let's lift our hands and praise Him like we preached. We'll pray here for the audience from watching on Internet. But praise God. We praise you, Lord. Whatever it is that you're needing, the Lord to have a breakthrough in your life, praise Him in advance for it. Praise Him and thank Him and glorify Him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We praise You, Father. We praise You for salvation. We praise You for healing. We praise You for victory in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. If you're watching at home, you praise with us. Amen. Right there. Praise you, Father. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's all right. Clap your hands if you want. Clap your hands. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we just bring the the uh, Internet audience to you and also here in the house. Lord, we thank you for your healing touch, your healing power. We command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk, cancers and tumors and growth to dry up and, and, and uh, to wither away. Lord, we thank you for um, healing blood systems, circulatory systems, hearts, lungs, uh, all kinds of internal organs, uh, uh, livers and kidneys, <laughs> amen, uh, eyeballs and eyesight and optic nerves and, and uh, skin. Thank you, Lord. Uh, every kind of organ and part in the body that needs healed, we thank you for your healing touch in Jesus' name. Lord, those that are suffering in their minds or having a mental attack or depression or fear or breakdown, we speak to that. We command those lying demons to shut up in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for healing of mental illness, mental disorders, uh, phobias and fears and oppression and depression uh, and chemical dependencies and alcohol dependencies and all the things that people uh, depend on in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for deliverance today. Thank you for your healing power in the name of Jesus. And you show your love great in those who are bound. Lord, today we thank you that those who have financial, a material lack, that you show yourself mighty and strong this week in Jesus' name. Those who are uh, suffering from debt and, and, uh, and increasing of debt, in Jesus' name, thank you for your deliverance in the name of Jesus and, and setting people free from lack in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for your great abundance today in Jesus' name. Now let's lift our hands and praise Him again for these answered prayers.
in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory today. Praise God. All right, now don't forget we have Wednesday night and Pastor Scarlett will be ministering. It's always a great time <laughs> that we have and uh, we want to uh, um, say have a blessed, great Sunday afternoon and week. In Jesus' name, see you Wednesday night. Amen. God bless you.